Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's a perfect example showing what this podcast is all about, where I'll be highlighting experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up. And I wish that some of the things I'm going to share with you, someone would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome. This is our first official live stream or not live stream, live recording of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. And I'm so excited if you're joining, you know, drop a comment. If you have questions as I start talking about our topic today, also leave some questions or comments, concerns, <laughs> all of the things. And hi, hola, hola. I'm just checking really quick to make sure no last minute emails came through or anything like that. So Let's dive into tonight's recording. And it's so funny. I, as I was preparing, I was like, okay, what do I, what is the message that I want to talk about? And I had a little bit of an idea of what I wanted to talk about. I was like, I don't know. And then I was chatting with a friend earlier today. Shout out to you, Cassandra. She was like, oh, I can't join live, but I have all of these questions and I want you to talk about this and this and this and this. Also, like, it felt so good. I'm like, thank you for the love and the support. And she's like, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. I'm so sad I won't be able to join live. So just shout out to her for being such a beautiful, amazing friend. And some of the things that she mentioned for me to talk about, and I I, I don't know if I'll go through all of them, but one of them was that she was like, change is possible. Like, as she listens to this podcast, as I connect with her and share my experience and go live on here and pivot in my career, she mentioned, she's like, you show us that change is possible. And even if it's not what I thought it would be, I still can turn around and pivot and do something else. And so for example, this is well, also like the third line in human design is all about experimentation and trial and error. And everything is like all the information that you're gathering is going to be useful at some point. And I feel like my whole career has been that <laughs> like my whole career has been pivots and changing and let's try this and let's try this other thing. And let's pivot, like let's jump from one thing to another and while it might not be what I thought it was going to be, what I expected it to be, like change is okay. Like we can totally change our minds. There's nothing, there's no one that is saying like, you have to go do this thing or you have to go. And, you know, you said you were going to do human design. You have to do human design or like you worked in marketing, you have to do marketing or you worked in sales and you have to stay with sales or you used to teach yoga and now you have to continue teaching yoga, like a full permission to pivot and change. And 
even if you go into it and you realize that, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, I can change and I can change my mind. I guess like I am, as she was saying those things to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I cut, that is what I do. <laughs> but I really go into it of like, I'm going to give it my all into this thing that I'm really excited about. So three years ago, actually, right before the world kind of turned upside down before COVID, you know, kind of took over, I had just finished my role at YouTube. I had resigned. I was like, this is not for me. I don't feel like this is where I want to be. This is where I need to be. I want to pivot. I want to actually, it wasn't even a pivot. It was like a whole freaking jump to the other side of the spectrum where I was very much working in tech, very like office nine to five, the grind, the like prove yourself to I want to go into energy healing because I have found this tool to be so supportive for me that I want to help other people figure out their blocks and heal their traumas. And it's been so helpful for me that I want to share this with other people. And I went into it full heartedly. I was so invested. It was like, this is my, you know, I felt, it felt very like real and true in the moment of like, this is it. This is the calling. This is, you know, this is the thing. And as I went into it and I worked with clients and I worked in different ways, whether that was doing uh, like energy healing, I'm certified in energy healing, which really is all about connecting your mind, body, and soul and working through the blocks and traumas But as I was doing that, I was like, wait, this isn't what I expected it to be. Or, well, yes, this is fulfilling on some capacity. This isn't really fulfilling all these other things that I want. So can I give myself permission to pivot? And can I give myself permission to change and have it be okay? And there's nothing wrong with like not fulfilling that or like not moving forward with that and it being totally okay. And I think as I work with other entrepreneurs currently, so, well, I guess before I dive into that, so like essentially all this trial and error, all of these things that I think for a long time I've compartmentalized. So like I'm either business Isabel or I'm spiritual Isabel and it's either one or the other. It's never really all of it. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. And how exciting I'm the boss because I have my own business. I get to decide what that looks like and really move forward from this place of like, you're going to get business and you're going to get manifestation. You're going to get strategy and you're going to get human design. You're going to get you know, your to-do list, your priority list, and you're going to get go work with your inner child. Like you're just going to get everything because we're human. Like it's all working together. You can't have one without the other. And now that I've really just like embraced all of this, like you get all of it. (laughs) And now that I've embraced this, like when I work with clients now, I work with people who are starting their business, who are, who are navigating these changes And I think sometimes it's like, no, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get stuck. Like, 
you know, it's going to be confusing all these things. And it's like, okay, life is confusing. That's fine. Like also no one is paying as much as attention as we think they are. And yeah, I say, I see a comment. I know how that feels feeling like to you feeling like you're different people, depending on the audience. It's too much work. Exactly. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, what, like, what are you feeling that day? And what do you want to move forward with? What excites you? At one point for me, it was so funny. I found this old vision board that I have from 2014. And in it, it was like, I wanted to live in Medellin. I wanted to have my car here. I wanted to have like a beautiful, loving relationship. And I wanted to teach yoga to a lot of people. So out of all of those things, the only thing that I don't have at this time is teaching yoga (laughs) to a lot of people, but that's totally okay. Like the fact that I pivoted from sales to yoga, to tech, to marketing, to now marketing and strategy with Mel's businesses, like it's okay. Like it's okay. Full permission to do that. And while yes, it can be really scary and yes, it can be kind of like, well, I don't know what that's going to be like because I've never tried it in this way before. I think that's where the magic really happens. And as long as we're moving forward from a place of like, you know what? I really feel this today. I'm going to move with it. Like it's just one step after the other, you know, like actually I'm not a runner, but I'm thinking about if you're running a marathon, you're not like on mile one, you're not like, oh man, in mile 13, what's going to happen? It's like, no, I'm focusing on this one step and I'm going to keep going one foot after the other. And like it, the, the, the path or the way will reveal itself. And it might take a while. As I was looking back, I was like, oh damn, it took me nine years. Well, no, I guess I came in 2020, 2022. I met my now boyfriend. I had my car in 2020, like 2020 was the car. 2022 was my apartment. 2022 was the beautiful relationship. And I attended a yoga class with a lot of people. So we'll count that as part of the manifestation. But I was like, damn, I don't want to wait seven, nine. I I can't do math off the top of my head like this. I'm like getting nervous. I'm like, numbers are not my thing, but I don't want it to be that much time. While also so many things had to happen in between that. So maybe it was like, while there's a part of me, I'm like, I don't want to have to wait another seven years for whatever it is that I want to manifest while also giving myself some grace because so many things had to happen in between that. So like all of the lessons and heartache from 2014 to 2022, I think had to happen in order for me to have a beautiful, loving relationship or for me to go from New York to LA to Medellin, to Rio Negro, and then Medellin, all of that, I think, also had to happen in order for me to really be here in this space, in Medellin, making 2014 dreams come true, where in the moment, I remember when I lived in LA, it was 2018, and I was sitting around with a group of women. We had just finished this program together, and I don't know. I don't remember how I started talking about wanting to live in Medellin, and I was like, but 
you know, like that's it for me. Like I tried it and it didn't work and I was so sad. And she's like, why don't you just move back? I'm like, no, it's over. Like, it's not like, I can't do it. And, and then a few years later, I'm now here. So I was like, wow, that was a really deep desire that I've had for so many years that manifested itself. And the timing was a lot different than what I thought it would be. But yet we got to that point. We're here like that happened. And okay, let's say we have a question. How do you know if you're giving yourself permission for something new or if you're just distracting yourself from something because it got hard? Ooh, this is a really, really good question. And I think it comes down to a couple of things. So one is, okay, One is like your intuition or your, you just know, you have that deep, like, I just know that this is what's going to happen. Or I just know, like, it's like, I, I, okay, this is a great example. When I lived in New York, I went to LA for a conference and I was just like, I should move here. It was like, oh yeah. Okay. Like that was like, that was giving myself permission for something new. It was like, I just knew that was like the intuitive hit. I just, I just want to move here. There was no rhyme or reason. I had a good job in New York. I had a great roommate. There wasn't any certain like reason. It was just like a hit. It was like, I need to move to LA. Now, if I'm just distracting myself from something because it got hard, that can look like In the, okay, from the moment that I decided to move to LA, I started sending out a bunch of applications. I was sending resumes. I started interviewing. I did all of these things and it got hard because I was like, why is nothing panning out? Like nothing is panning out. But then I remember at the end of July, my birthday is July 27th. It was like that Monday after my birthday, I went into work and I was like, I had decided it was like, I said, I'm giving my two months notice. My lease is up at the end of September, but I'm giving you guys my two months notice that I'm going to be leaving at the end of September at the latest, unless something comes up and I need to move to LA sooner. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have savings. I didn't have anything, but it was just like, I'm going to stop getting into action and trying to make things happen because that was a distraction. That was a distraction for me. And the moment I decided that I'm like, I'm leaving and I'm going to LA and I'll figure it out. That's when everything started shifting. Like a lady that I worked with at uh, NBC universal, she was like, Oh, what are you planning on doing in LA? And I was like, I don't know yet. I'll figure it out. And she's like, why don't you talk to my counterpart at YouTube TV? I was like, great. I'll, you know, I'll have a conversation with her. Turns out they were hiring, they were looking to hire somebody and I was that person. So it's like the moment I decided from that, like permission for something new, that intuitive hit, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Everything else followed. Now, if we look at it from a day to day, I think more tangible, like business experience, because I know that you're a business owner. So I feel like we can ground that a little bit. So it's not such like a big example. It's like, okay, in the day to day, 
I think as a new business owner, sometimes we can get so caught up in like our task and our to-do list and like making sure that we did something so that we can feel accomplished or we can feel like we did something that's, you know, helping us grow, whatever it may be. So giving yourself permission for something new can look like that intuitive hit of like, I know that I need to reach out to this person or, or like a download for a course or a download for a proposal. And then if you're distracting yourself from taking action from that intuitive hit, that can look like, well, okay, I got to make sure that my website is fully perfect before I send this proposal. And then you spend like a week doing all these tweaks on your website when really the thing that you should be focusing on is the proposal and sending that email. And even though sending the email might take you 10 minutes, we get caught up in the, oh, I'm going to distract myself and make everything perfect before I go send that email. So when we tap into like that thing that just comes into our mind, like it just comes into us. It's like the idea or that inspiration or that intuition. It's like, it just comes and it's there. And the more that we try to like, I don't know. So it's like, I talk myself into these other things and I'm going to go do all these other things. But really the thing that you need to do is that take action to that, to that intuitive hit, to that inspired action. So I see, ah, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) And it can be hard to like break that, break that pattern too, because I think when we work, when we go from an office setting, a nine to five into creating something of our own, it's like the things that are going to drive the most impact when we create something of our own is not the like, I have to show my boss that I'm doing things because if we get real, like the things that we do at work at, at a nine to five, like it could really be done in a less amount of time. Like I used to have a boss that would come in at like 11 and stay until seven. And I'm like, I came in at nine, I'm leaving at five. Like I, I did my work for today. I've been done for hours. I'm not just going to sit here to try to like prove that I'm doing work. I'm all about efficiency. I'm like, okay, what what am I going to do that has the most amount of impact that's going to take me the least amount of time? And this is like, if we're looking at it through the lens of human design, this is all about the heart center. The heart, if you have a defined heart, this might resonate with you where it's like, I just want to do the least amount of work for the most return on investment. So when it comes to your business, it's like, what is that action item that I have so much resistance to doing, but the idea came in so clearly and just like, it just came in, you know what I mean? Like that intuition, that thought, that idea, that, that thing that comes in, that's so clear. And then all of a sudden we create all these other tasks that take us away from that. So even like going live with this first live recording, for days, I've been like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out the platform because there's like some level of resistance to whatever that may be of going live because this is a new thing for me. I've never gone live before 
with, you know, someone else in the chat box (laughs) watching me. And so there's a level of like, I'm going to go do these other things and distract myself from actually going in and figuring out, okay, what are the links? What do I need to set up? Is my microphone set up? Is my camera set up? Is my, how am I going to get this invite out? Like all of the little tangible things to do, that's going to create the, the experience. So like you here with me, I had to figure out where am I going to stream from? Do I want to stream it to other platforms? Uh, what is the email that I want to send out? How does this even work? How does StreamYard even work? Um, and while, yes, we got to this point, there are other things behind the scenes that I'm like, oh, well, I probably need to go like create an image on Canva for something else, you know, like just like creating all these other tasks that at the end of the day, aren't going to be that thing that makes the change, right? Um, While also on that note, if you've been working on a project and you're not seeing the like, the like fruits of your labor yet, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm going to scratch it. I'm going to go start with something else versus like, okay, I have this offer. I have this idea. I have this thing that I want to focus in on. Now, how do I talk about this with different people? How do I really make sure that the thing I'm talking about and offering is clear to the other person? So sometimes it can be like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so inspired. I'm going to go try this other thing. When it's like, Okay, yes, great, hold that idea, but not every idea that you have needs to have action taken. Now, that doesn't mean that like it just sits in your bank of ideas. It's like, okay, what's like what requires that step right now? So like you're on mile 3, step 200, and you're not thinking about mile 13 and the other marathons that you're going to run. It's like nurture the marathon or the run that you're on right now and then move on. Like once it's like, okay, I've got this planted. I'm going to water it. I'm going to, you know, give it sunlight. I'm going to feed it. But I think sometimes what can, what can also happen is like, great. I planted the seed. I nurtured the soil and now I'm just going to leave it because it didn't give me a flower right away. And then we like move on to the next thing. And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, like you can't just leave the plant. Like, and if you if you're an entrepreneur, I'm assuming that you have lots of plants like that, <laughs> where it's like a lot of ideas. And part, I mean, that's part of your gift too, of like having these ideas and having this inspiration and having the action. But I say really focus on one thing and give it that nurturance and and water it and and give it the sunlight and all of that. That will then nurture it. That doesn't mean you can't look at other plants. That doesn't mean you can't have other ideas. But I think sometimes it can be like, yes, that's what I'm going to move forward with now. And I'm going to do it. And I'm guilty of this. I do that all the time. (laughs) So I'm guilty of it. But then it's like, wait a second. I want to like, I left that plant just like over on the corner. What happened? And actually that's like, a really good, I'll, I'll do a shameless plug here because I created this manifestation course last year. It's like, it's good. I mean, I'm a little biased because I, I 
created it, but I like went in in I was like, this is my thing. And now it's just like sitting on a shelf and I'm like, wait, I created this whole thing and it's living somewhere where someone can't even access it. Like, wait a second. Okay. How can I bring that plant out, nurture it, give it some love? Because that's an idea that I had that I have just sitting around. So if you were interested in the manifestation course and were wondering where that went, I'm going to be adding it to my site in the next few days or so. So just wanted to plug that in there. Cause I'm like, wait a second, whatever happened? Like, why did I just abandon ship on my manifestation course? Like people ask me like, oh my God, you live in Medellin. You have a boyfriend, you have this cute dog. Like, how did you do it? And I'm like, okay, let me share it with you. Or like you moved from New York to LA without a job and you figured it out and like, it went great. how did you do that? I'm like, I'll show you with this course. So plugging that back in, we're nurturing the manifestation course again. Okay, here's a here's a question. And at what point would you say to call it on a new idea or offer a week, a month, a year? How do you know? Ooh, that's that's also a good question. I mean, I think it just depends. Like as I mentioned, like this manifestation course, this came to me in I think it was August or September. And now we're in March, March 1st. And I've had so many, I mean, I have a business idea every day, like, (laughs) like multiple businesses idea, business ideas a day. Like I am just full of ideas, but sometimes it's like, am I, am I in distraction mode or is this something that I actually want to build and create? So for example, the manifestation course last year, then at the end of the year, it was like, okay, I need to regroup. Something is not in alignment with me. Something is not there's just something that isn't clicking. I really allowed myself and gave myself time from December and January. I was like, I'm going to give myself time. I'm not going to rush into anything. And ideas come in. And for me, when it feels rushed, I know that that's like not the way to go. If something feels rushed and there's like a level of immediacy and urgency, and it's like, I have to get this out or like, it's going to go away, then I know that that's not true for me. Like that's not in my highest alignment. That's not in my truest, like what I really want for myself. And so for me, it's like, I mean, I have a, I have a new idea every day, (laughs) like, (laughs) but I really have to like sit with the energy within myself of like, okay, what is the thing that I actually like want to move forward with. And sometimes it's none. And that is also very frustrating for me because I'm like, oh crap, I thought it was going to be one of these, but, but it's not. And, and I've noticed that the moments that I rush and I go and like push and like create just to create, because that's what I think is going to be the thing. It is like flop. Like it does not land. It does not no, it's, it just does not feel good. And so I think for you, it it depends, like notice what your pattern is. Maybe it's similar, or maybe it's like, I don't know, like depending on how you're designed or how your intuition works, you know, you might feel a tingly or, um, a tingle in your hands or like for me, when I know something is like, 
it's like a yes without a shadow of a doubt. It's like, I am just calm from head to toe. And when I feel that, it's like, okay, that's what we're moving with. But if it's coming from like, especially my solar plexus or like in the middle of my chest, I'm just like, ah, I got to go do that thing. And I got to go do this thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm working from a place that is like, what am I trying to prove? Or like, what am I trying to do here? And so I invite you to just notice like when you've created something that you have felt really good doing and it's received the recognition. I mean, that sounds very projectory, but like when you once look back at the times that you've created something that has really landed and it's felt really good and not rushed, like, or notice, like, what is the, what is your specific pattern? What is your, you know, cocktail of feelings and emotions? And for me, for example, energy healing, that's why it's been so, so supportive for me because I'm able to notice like, oh, okay, my body's doing this and this is what this means. And this is how I can work with it. Um, if we're talking about relationships, for example, I remember I went on a date once and the guy had like, oh my gosh, he like had told me about his parents and they had, you know, passed away and it was just really deep and sad and just like, he really opened up. And then he like turned to me, he's like, okay. He's like, well, now your turn. Like you must've gone through some things like your turn to share. And I was just like alert, like my body, like my throat got so tight. My chest was like pounding. And I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> this is alert, alert. So that was like, oh, okay. I need to pay like, okay. What, what is my body saying? Like, what is the thing that I don't want to share? How, how can I nurture that piece of me, that part of me that is afraid of sharing and all the meaning behind what will happen if I share. Yeah. Alert, alert. I was like, <laughs> the comments, it's like alert. Yeah. It was just like, run away, run away. <laughs> and I think like, as I said earlier, like had that not happened in like 2018 or whatever date that was like, had that not happened, like then it, it was like, it's like a domino effect. Like then I started like really honing in on therapy and like really healing shame and traumas and childhood things. And it was like, okay, had I not done all of that, like then it wouldn't have felt safe to share some of those things with my now current boyfriend. So it's like, we may not see it in the moment, but like everything is giving us information. And so whether that's business, whether that's this podcast, whether that's love life, like it can, it can show up in a very similar way. Like, you know, like if we think about, um, okay, now I just, uh, that thought went away because this question came in. Yes. I'm loving these questions. Thank you. What advice would you give someone that has ignored their body compass for practically their whole life? How do you even start to do that? Ooh, I, Yes. Okay. I love this because I've been there and, and it's really about building trust with it. So I remember when I first started working with Maxine Dillon, who is so freaking amazing, go check her out. Her Instagram is blue star guidance. She has helped me so much. And one of the early things that we did, she was like, 
feel your feet on the ground. I was like, what? Like, what? (laughs) And I started creating that practice of like, even me just taking a step, like when I'm walking. And I remember I would go into work by the, when, when this was, when we, I started this, I was living in LA, I was working at Google, I would go into work and I was like, I need to ground my energy. I need to like be safe in my body, which like, we're not taught to do that. Everything is very much like your mind and your mind knows and make decisions from your mind, but we're not designed to make decisions from our mind. We're designed to use our mind from, for problem solving and ideas and innovation. But when it comes to decision-making, it's our bodies, our bodies know, like our bodies know a hundred percent. So if you've lived outside of your body, like I would say many of us have, how do you create that trust? It's like, I think of it as like, uh, if you find a stray dog who has been like, you know, abused by humans and, you know, they've like shoot him away. Like you see those rescue videos where it's the human is like, I'm here, it's safe. And they just like, give the dog time to like let them know that they're safe. And so if you treat your, (laughs) this, this metaphor went crazy. Like if you treat your body as a stray dog, (laughs) but if you treat like that inner compass as like, Hey, no, I'm here and I'm back and I'm here to listen to you. And it's like, it's safe to be here. It's really all about grounding your energy and, And I won't go too much into it because sometimes there have been traumas, whether you've been like, um, you know, assaulted or, you know, mugged or like beat up or whatever it may be. Like it can feel really like it's not safe to be here because historically it hasn't been or or just in general, like I remember. I would get so tired even just walking into the building that I would just like check out. And I was like, I'm not in my body. I'm just like floating around. And so really starting that, like, how do you start? How do you, how do you listen to that body is like, just start to like put your feet on the ground. Another, another one that is like, I really like when we go into the present moment, it's if you're sitting down or standing up, essentially you want to have like your feet on the floor and you kind of tap and then you look around the room from one side to the other. And then you can also like give yourself a little hug. Like you can just like wrap your arms around your elbows and just kind of like tap and look around that tells your nervous system and brings you to the present moment. Because sometimes when we go into the like alert, alert, you might be safe in the moment, but your body is responding to something from the past. So let's say like the date, for example, like the last time I had a uh, share that with someone, it was uh, an ex-boyfriend and he was so toxic and basically used everything I said against me. I don't even know how, but like he was that good. Um, that it felt really scary to open up to this new person, even though it was a completely safe situation. So it's like, oh my God, my body is remembering this thing that happened before. How do I like train it or how do I 
heal that trauma from before and let it know that it's safe to be here now, that it's okay, that like our nervous system can be regulated and it can be okay. That's, that's what it's all about. And that brings me to like, when we're, when we're growing a business, sometimes it's not like, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Or like, you have this, you know, idea, run with it. Or like, you need consistency. Like, yes, yes, maybe. And I think it's really about regulating your nervous system. So if you had one client last month and you want to have three clients this month, it's really being like, okay, body, nervous system, it's okay. Like you're safe. There, there isn't anything that we need to like, um, keep ourselves safe from because what happens is that because it's new and because it's something that we haven't experienced before, our bodies go into, into like protection mode because it's doing what it knows to do. So now it's just retraining your body and retraining your nervous system that, oh, it's safe. It's safe. There, there, nothing bad is going to happen if we have three clients now, uh, especially if, you, if you've experienced burnout, that can be like really like activating, even though you want to sign these new clients, your body might be like, wait, no, I don't want to sign new clients because I'm going to go into burnout mode. So it's retraining your nervous system that it's safe, that it's like, okay, we have new tools now. We have a new way of working. It's safe to receive, you know, this amount of money or this amount of clients or whatever it may be. It's really like your bo- you're, you're working with your body and your body, it's like you're co-creating together. And so it's like, whether it's alert, alert, <laughs> or if it's, wait a second, this is new. I got to keep us safe. What are we doing here? We, we work with our body to create that safety, to create that um, trust. Trust is the word I was looking for, to create that trust of like, okay, we're going to use our mind for decision, not for decision-making, for creativity, for innovation, to put these, you know, classes and courses and offers together. But our body's really going to be the one driving those decisions. And when we notice that, like, wait a second, my conscious wants this thing and, and my like nervous system isn't, matching to that, how can I bring my body on board to let it know that it's safe to go into this new space? And yes, we have feet on the ground and self hugs now. (laughs) Seriously, though, like, it sounds so silly. And just like, what do you mean put my feet on the ground? Like, I feel my feet on the ground all the time. But like, but like, do you really feel your feet on the ground? Like even right now? Because I'm assuming, because I've done this too, where we're so accustomed to working from our neck up that it's like ideas and emails and voice notes and all of these things that it's like, Oh wait, there's this whole other world from the neck down of like, okay, what, what does that mean for me? So like another one recently that's been activated is like, if, if I'm not on board with something, if my unconscious is not on board with something, my, neck will get activated my left side it'll be like 
kink in the neck. And I'm like, oh crap, what am I doing that I'm actually really not on board with? And how do I bring that into the conscious so that I can work with it? I think, um, well, according to science, it's like 95% of the way that we navigate life is through our subconscious mind. Only 5% is the conscious. And so it's like, okay, let me bring the subconscious into the conscious so that we can work with it. So for example, the kink in my neck, I'm like, okay, something is happening in my unconscious. What is that thing so that I can bring it into the conscious and work with it? And, you know, is it something that I need to give myself more love to like little Isabel or is it Isabel from three years ago? That was another thing that came up. It's like, um, I did this activity and if you haven't listened to the episode, I invite you to go back to, I think it was the first episode of this year of like reflecting back on the last four years and how I wanted to move forward into this year. And it's so funny because I'm so, sometimes I'm so like, okay, what does five-year-old Isabel need? What does nine-year-old Isabel need? And I was like, oh my goodness, 30-year-old Isabel needed something. It doesn't even have to be that far back. It's like, a few years ago back 31, actually, I think, yeah, 31, it would, well, no, like it was like 33, whatever. <laughs> As we all can see, math is not my forte, but it's okay. What does that piece of me need so that we can show her that it's safe now to express myself, to make a joke in a meeting. I shared on Instagram the other day that when I worked at YouTube, I had presented with these executives and we got off the call and the first piece of feedback from my then boss was like, you can't make jokes with executives. I just remember being like, what? Like what? I can't even be myself in this environment. And so I didn't realize that that Isabel in that moment was still like in my subconscious, she was still running the show up to like earlier this year. So it's like, okay, we can bring Isabel, we can bring that Isabel on board. Oh, like airplanes up in the sky. I don't know if you can hear it. It's like really loud all of a sudden, but it's like, we can bring that Isabel on board and let her know that it's safe to express myself, that it's safe to make a little joke in meetings, that it's safe to be myself at work, essentially. And it took some time to get there. But had I not done that exercise, had I not realized that that was what was happening in the subconscious mind, oh, like so much work. Like, so I forgot now what like the main point of that was. <laughs> I digress. I just like went on a whole tangent. I hope that you're following me. But essentially, it's getting your nervous system on board, listening to your body, noticing what the inspired action is and what the distractions are and the distraction you're going to know it because it's going to feel different than like when you're in flow, like when you're in flow, even though it might seem like a lot of work, it just comes out. It comes out of you. It's like that email that I needed to write, it just came out. And maybe to get to that point where you just write the email, 
is where you meet that resistance, but you know the feeling of like, this just came out, like this was in flow versus I'm going to go do these, all these other things to like distract myself. And, and yeah, like I'll just go do all these other things that I think I'm are going to make me more productive. You know, the feeling between the two. And if you don't, I invite you to pay more attention. Like when you sit down to go do something, what is the energy behind it? What is the intention behind it? Because that is key. Yes. Inspired actions versus distractions. Exactly. And you know, like when it's an inspired action, you, you feel, it feels different. It feels different. Even if you haven't totally had that trust and that relationship with your body, like, you know, like it just feels different. And when it's a distraction, your mind is like happy, like rooting you on. It's like, yeah, well, you should probably, you know, you should probably create that new landing page, or you should probably not to say that if you create a landing page, that that's not the inspired action, but like, it just depends on whatever that thing is. So it's like, instead of launching that program or that course or that offer, it's like, well, no, I should probably go read another book about how to do that. It's like, no, just get into action. And that's the tricky part. That's like, that's the piece where it's like, oh man, like that's scary. That's new. How do I bring my nervous system on board? And that's where you, again, you've got your feet on the ground and self hugs. That's where that comes in. And now I say all of this, like I've gone through it because I have, but I want to caveat that I've had a lot of support along the way, whether that's been energy healing, whether that's been, you know, therapy where you talk to somebody, whether that's been Reiki, whether that's been a coach, whether that's been a court, like it's been, it's been not just me. It's been me and the support of all these other people, because I think it's impossible to try to figure it all on your own, even though I am very much like, I want to do it myself and I'll go for it. But then it's also like, okay, I need support. (laughs) Um, Yes. Falling for distractions is akin to perfectionism. Yes. I think there's also an element of like, I need this to be perfect because this is a representation of me and this identification of that thing that you're putting out. And it's like, okay, wait, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, those are a whole lot of things to uncover. So like, I invite you to seek some help (laughs) in processing that. And I say that jokingly, but like, there is this element of like, well, it has to be perfect because this is my business and this is part of my identity and all the things. But if it's at 80%, it's probably going to be way better than your average 80% person. You know, like it's, it's good. And if it's not, it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. You can change, you can pivot. And I think for me, like I, I had, or well, still do sometimes these elements of like, it has to be perfect. And when I get into that mode, I like to color. (laughs) This is like totally random. I like to color with markers and make every line like perfectly aligned. And for some reason that totally helps me get that perfectionist energy out in like a really fun way. And I don't like, let's say I don't line up the line perfectly with the marker. 
I don't like beat myself up for it. I just keep coloring and I'm able to release that perfectionist energy in a way that's really creative. So if you like coloring or it could be dancing or it could be cooking, it's like a creative outlet for that energy that's like, wait, it has to be perfect. And for me, that's been coloring with like the perfect lines and whatever. I'll have to post a picture on my stories or something just so you can see it. Because the other day, <laughs> my boyfriend and I were coloring and he was like, wow, look at those perfect lines. They're kind of like obsessively perfect. And I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> he was teasing me about it. But honestly, like it it helps me release that tension and release the judgment and release the perfectionism on something that's totally unrelated. So if you're noticing that you're going into perfectionism mode, go do something that's totally unrelated to that. And it helps because like the more that you try to push it away to the louder it's going to get. And instead of fighting it, it's like, okay, you, you have some sort of need here that you want fulfilled. Like let's, I'm going to give you room for that. And so like that part of me that wants it perfectly aligned, the perfect thing. Okay. We're going to color it out and it's going to be fun. (laughs) So I invite you to do something like that. That's, that's different. And Okay, I did have a question that someone in that someone uh, I haven't covered yet, but I want to cover. So they asked, my circles and I have been short tempered as of late. Is there something going on in the universe? (laughs) Now, I am not as well versed in astrology. And this could be looked through looked at through so many different lenses. But I not that I've felt short tempered, but I do feel like the energy is shifting. And I want to say today and this starting today and this month, a lot of planets change like Saturn is somewhere in Jupiter and something. I don't have the specifics. Go check out Chani Nichols. I love her. She has great astrology information that gives you like the rundown of all of this, but, um, I think from a, if I just tune into this question and the energy of it, it's like, what are you running around in circles about? Like, what is that thing that you are wanting to activate faster than what you're allowing things to play out as? So like, where is this rush energy coming from? Where is that like, oh my gosh, like I, you know, like, oh, like I'm cranky, like, what is that part of you that needs tending to? So if you're short tempered about something like in what instances does that keep coming up and what is that part of you that's wanting your attention? So let's say because the planets are changing and we're shifting and it's kind of this, like, I feel like this beginning start of the year has been kind of slow and now we're moving into expansion. It's like, okay, is there a part of you that's like, just needs a little bit more tender care and loving so that it doesn't feel so snippy and short tempered as we navigate this new kind of portal of energy and this new terrain, or 
you know, is there something in you, you mentioned your circle. So like, is there something in the friend group that has not been said that everyone's kind of feeling yet? No one's talking about it. Like, is there an elephant in the room? Now I'm all like drama, <laughs> Just kidding. but I mean, it could be so many things, but when we get into that reaction, I think there's always like, if we get into reactive mode, it's because there's a little part of us that wants our attention and it's like throwing a tantrum to try to get it because we might be like, okay, no, like be quiet over there, over there. And it's like, oh, okay, no, this part of me wants something. Can I nurture it? Can I listen to it? Or maybe it's your mind and it, your mind just needs to go on vacation I love that exercise. It's like, if my mind is just running and running and running and running and like all the different scenarios and all the different possibilities and all the different things. And it just like, it's so tiring. How can I have it go on vacation and be like, I, well, I love going on beach vacations. So I tell my mind, I'm like, just go lay out on this chair, drink a nice cocktail, chill out. I need you refreshed and recharged for when I have a project where I need your creativity and your problem solving and your like thought thinking skills. And that always seems to like help me kind of calm. And then I'm like, okay, body, what do you need? Is it more rest? Is it well, also if I'm getting short tempered, it's probably because I had not a good night and I, I didn't sleep very well. So is it maybe you just simply need more rest than you than you have been giving yourself lately. I mean, it could look like so many different things. If I were an astrologer, I could give you a whole spiel about astrology. <laughs> Although in human design right now, there are a lot of gates activated in the heart center, which brings me to like, is your heart really in it? Are you doing things just for the sake of doing them? Or are you doing it because your heart's really, really in it? And if there's something that you've been wanting to do, but you haven't been doing it, pay attention to that because maybe you just don't want to do it and for permission to change your mind and scrap it. So, yes. Okay. So send me any last questions. I'm going to get, I'm going to see if I have, I had some other questions and notes here. No, this has been, this has been really fun. This is like way longer than what I thought it was going to be, which is totally fine. And it feels good. It feels good to do this live and have questions come in. Thank you so much for joining me. I love it that you're here. And yeah, if you're catching the replay, I will have another live recording. We'll see if this month or maybe once a month we do it. We'll, we'll play it. We'll see what we'll see what my uh, intuition says <laughs> as I do a little jig over here, a little dance. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I'll share also a picture of my obsessive coloring because it's just, I freaking love it. I love it. I'll share that on Instagram and yeah. Thank you so much for joining. Have a beautiful night. Okay. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Hashtag color it out. Yes. I love that. Okay. Bye. Kisses. 
Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and or share it with your friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Isabel J. Restrepo. Here we go again with the pronunciation or Isabel J. Restrepo. Check out the website www.isabeljrestrepo.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.